coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Everyone is here. Uh, amiibo this time. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news in the week, including Square Enix hiring up for an unannounced Switch game and the return of one of the Wii's best-selling games. Uh, and then on Thursday, we're going to come back and rank the worlds from Super Mario Bros. 3, so come back for that. But in the meantime, Mark, how are you? Feeling fabulous. Feeling fabulous. We're, it's, like a, it's like a nice, pleasant evening. It's, this feels good. It feels great. It feels like we got we got nothing to be worried about. Like every, kick our feet up. Yeah, let's be safe and like loved and validated for once. Um, before we get into everything that the show is today, uh, we would like to thank people who have been uh, reviewing and rating the show on Apple Podcasts, and encourage those of you who have not uh, done done so uh, yet to do it <laughs> uh, special thanks to two too cool for school for giving us a five-star review this week we appreciate it um and then of course you can always follow us on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell the show is at nincart society and we are also on facebook just as nintendo cartridge society all of that following and all of that reviewing helps us out how much mark a ton. A ton. It helps us out a ton. So please do that. We appreciate it when it happens. And you know what? If you don't want to, don't don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Like, we're cool. You and me, we're great. Oh, yeah. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Mark? I don't care for that. You don't? You don't care for that? You don't care, you don't care for cuke? Was it the cuke or the umbers? <laughs> it is the cuke. Cuke's pretty bad. Yeah. I apologize. Um, here's one thing that I will not. I will not tolerate people not acting on is you have got to email us your top eight RPGs on Nintendo platforms. Mark and I are going to come up with a list on August 2nd. And if you have not contributed to that list, you have no one to blame, but yourself and us, <laughs> but you can affect how we think by emailing your favorite or your least favorites to Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. Gmail Cause otherwise we're going to run wild with this list, Mark. Yeah, we would be like children without parental control. That's, <laughs> I believe that actually is one of the reviews for our show is children without parental control. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, get, get, get those into us sooner rather than later. Um, thank you to everyone who ha has already contributed. Mark, we have a couple things to debug from last oh, week. Oh, man. I know. We're not. Our perfect record. We're not, Ruined. We're not perfect every week. Um, and last week was no uh, exception. Um, the new characters that are coming to Mario Tennis Aces are Birdo. I was right on that one. Diddy Kong and the Koopa Paratrooper. Um, and the Koopa Paratrooper is coming first. It's He's the reward for July. He's the reward for July. Do we know when... Uh, what the other two are? I certainly don't. Neither do I. And I'm not going to hazard a guess less a guess less we're back here next week. <laughs> I in mean debug. Here's the thing, we will be back here <laughs> right, next but week. But in debug. <laughs> I mean in this mire, not in like I understand. <laughs> uh and then also we forgot to include our friend codes Oopsie. last week. So, we're going to make it up to you 
uh, by putting our friend codes in every episode for the next two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can friend us and play uh, Mario Kart and Mario Tennis and all all the Mario games (laughs) you can play with us. All right, uh, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. I've been kind of kicking it with Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah, how's that? How's that treating you? It's fine. Yeah. Um, I haven't gone back to the adventure mode. Good. Uh, but I've just been doing some tournaments with the computer. That's pretty much all I can do in this <laughs> game. But I'm still having fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Uh, I w- went back after our, our discussion last week, and I finished the adventure. You mode. maniac! How I, close were you to being done? Uh, I was probably about like an hour or so of of play. Away. Oh, okay. Um, w- w- after where I was, you ha- you go back to the original island and you do a doubles match of um the very first time in adventure mode where you're playing as someone not Mario, um, as uh, Peach and Daisy against Wario and Waluigi, um. And then after that, then you do, then you have like a single uh, match against Luigi. And if you lose in that match against Luigi, you gotta play the whole thing again. Oh, yeah. So I only I only mess it up once because um, I was like, I cannot let that. Like. That sounds fitting for like the nightmare that is adventure mode, though. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and then there's like a a boss fight after that. Which is just a giant Bowser, but it's it's fun, um, and I I was happy that I went back and polished it off. Since doing that though, I haven't turned the game back on, <laughs> so I think I just need like a little bit of time away from it, uh, before I can really go back. Um, I also spent a little time playing Mario Kart Eight uh, Deluxe last night. Sarah and I were looking for just something to like blow off steam, um, and that was a great. I mean, it's we this is something we know already. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is awesome and is like the ideal of what Mario Kart can be and it's got everything that's ever been in Mario Kart um and it kind of just got me excited for Smash to come out cuz like that's what Smash Ultimate is is like the sort of greatest hits not just greatest hits the complete collection of what Smash is and uh Kart is like the complete collection of what Kart is um also I've been uh we didn't do this so I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, at a, at another date. But I'm really looking forward to building the motorcycle with the Labo kit, uh, and then using that to control the carts in Mario Kart. Because how weird is that? Yeah, I mean, one of the things we didn't really do in Labo at all is the like mini game things that come with it, right? Did we build something that? No, I mean, not really. Could've we used it. We controlled the uh, the remote control car a little bit. We set up a racetrack that was fun. Um, and like, I, I messed around on the piano a lot, but, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of the, the thing with Labo is that you have to be like, okay, now is the time when we're doing Labo. Um, it's, it's different from like sitting down and just like sort of falling into a game and then like, oh, it's, you know, two hours later and I've been playing Mario Kart the whole time. You have to set out to know you're going to spend two hours building a Labo. I've also just been playing a little bit of Fortnite. Yeah. How's that going for you? It's fun. Like I totally understand the appeal of it it's perfect for me because i can play like a match or two and they have like in the daily challenges and things like that totally geared it towards somebody like me who you know if 
uh, out of a hundred players, if you get in the top 53 times, you get like 500 XP or something. Perfect. Right. So it's like, that's doable. I just hide until, you know, like 50 people have been killed. <laughs> right. I'm not skilled enough to actually win the game, but no. I can, I can hide, uh, effectively. I, I, uh, I'm stressed out by, uh, battle royale games. Um, and, I'm I'm more stressed out by like the concept of them because mm-hmm. the only one I've ever played was the one I played at E3 <laughs> called Havoc Lands, um, which has like a uh, which it just sounds stressful. Yes, it has like sort of a Mad Maxi vibe to it. Everyone starts with a car, um, and instead of being uh like dropped on an island that like you parachute onto or hang glide into, um, all of the cars are you all start in one central location and the cars are all facing opposite directions and everyone just jets out from this like one central point. Oh, that's funny. Um, and so I just drove around the whole time and I got into like the top 10 because <laughs> I just didn't stop driving <laughs> until someone sniped me and I never even saw him. I just, as far as I knew, like the game was just over. Um, but you're enjoying Fortnite uh, because it's like, not a super big investment of your time. Yeah, and, and it's like, uh, you know, I enjoyed playing Call of Duty and things like that. Yeah. And it's like the perfect amount of that sort of like shooter yeah. experience. Uh, Mark, let me ask you this. Did you get an opportunity this week to check out any SGDQ, Summer Games Done Quick? Yeah. Uh, I watched the Mario Maker race. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Okay, this was going to be my talking point. Yeah. We can talk about it together. <laughs> uh, the the three-on-three blind race, uh-huh. um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it's two teams of three that are playing a set of like eight levels and before like going into a, a final level. And they're all levels that are designed for SGDQ and none of them have ever played. Them so they're before. insanely difficult, insanely difficult. The teams are handing off controllers as like uh, a person dies. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's all like, you know, every death is like, they get a little bit more information. You can like see them applying like whatever strategies. And then some of it is just like the, I, the first one they played, they they got through it, uh, and it's one of those where it's just like you see them doing it, and you're like, I have no concept of how they're because it's all this like throwing turtle shells that like bounce off walls, and then you jump on them in the air to like just get to the next platform, which by the way is between two spinning saw blades. <laughs> um, it was also for me a really cool demonstration of how much Mario Maker has changed since I last put it in, which has got to be. Uh, before the switch came out i guess um but like it's that thing is so full of features that it didn't have when it, when it started um i really hope that we see another version of mario maker in the future that has all of this extra stuff or all all of these other features right at the beginning the only other one that i really had an opportunity to watch while it was happening was i caught like the last couple hours of the final fantasy 6 Oh, Ron that like closed yeah. out the um games done quick. Yeah. I was gonna say festival, but that's not right. Like, no, it's a fundraiser yeah, technically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um yeah, and that was really cool. It's just fun to watch people like uh you know, it wasn't so much about glitches, it was just knowing how to combine and yeah um and knowing uh how much damage you have to do in order to like stop an enemy from doing an attack and just like stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's really, especially with uh final fantasy six, because once you get into the world of ruin, um, like it is effectively an, an open world game and you can go to 
Kefka's tower as soon as you get uh, Setzer, who's like the fourth character you pick up out of uh, 14 possible characters uh, in, in the world of Ruin. So like, you can go, you just have to know what you need. That That's really cool. I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, and uh, so I'm excited to catch some of the ones that I missed live um, watching them on demand during... Or, I mean, you know, just on YouTube. Right. On demand makes it sound like I'm going to, like, boot up my DVR or Well, something. you're going to call your butler, <laughs> who doesn't live with you, I guess, <laughs> and say, butler, come over here. I, I, I want to watch these videos. If uh, you, listener, have watched any uh, Summer Games Done Quick uh, things that you think we would like or would just like to share with us and uh, are the rest of our listeners, please email them to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail and we'll shout you out and then watch the video and talk about it. All right, Mark, let's get into the new releases. All right, does anything else matter this week except on July 5th? Woo! Johnny Turbo's Arcade Two Crude Dudes is finally coming out. I don't out. know why you would do this to me, Mark. <laughs> Didn't we talk about Two, two Crude Dudes? Two what? Crude Dudes? Wasn't it supposed to come out, like, weeks ago? I'm, I swear we have said Two Crude Dudes on this show before. Maybe. And it wasn't, in rela- it wasn't you like, sure? referring to ourselves. Are you sure you're not confusing it with Hello Kitty Cruisers? <laughs> I am positive, because I love Hello Kitty Cruisers. Um, no, of course, on Thursday, Pocket Rumble comes out. Finally, finally, at, at long last. Uh, there's also uh, the Neo Geo game is Samurai Showdown uh, Five, um, but who cares? Pocket Rumble, right? Yeah, exactly. Who needs bad a week ge- for a fi- for like a retro yeah. fighting game? Neo Geo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also on Friday, July sixth, I think Night Trap is being released. No, mm-hmm. I believe so. Wow. Um. All right. Are you are you gonna pick that up? Uh no, I don't <laughs> think so. But I love the I love the fact that it's you love that it's there. Well, here's the thing. So I was going to pick up um Yeez Eight, mm-hmm. and I Lacrimosa may- of Dana. Uh huh. And I may still do so at a future date. But I was looking at the release calendar, and it's like, all right, Yeez Eight is out now, and it's an RPG, which means I have to put a ton of time into it. Right. And Next Octopath week. Traveler. Yes. Is just next week, so it didn't make sense to buy like one right after the other. Here's the thing: we will talk about it next week for sure. But next week is kind of a packed week of games that I'm interested in. Twenty um, XX is finally coming to Switch. Um, Bomb Chicken, which looks cool. The Captain Toad and um, Octopath Traveler are all coming out next week. Um, so it's like games of all sizes uh, that I'm actually interested in playing. So I swear we said Bomb Chicken was coming out last week. Bomb Chicken is coming out next week. So well, maybe we said it last week. Debug then. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think we were yeah. wrong. You think, think I'm wrong now? No, I think you're right. I think it didn't come out. We've been burned before. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was originally going to come out next week. Do you know none of this matters? None of this does matter. Also ah. coming out next week. And again, we'll talk about this next week, uh, but the Marina and uh, Pearl Amiibo are, are finally coming out, and I'm excited about those. I've had them pre-ordered for like six months now, or whenever they were announced, I pre-ordered them right away. We're really just trying to get over this week over with so we can talk about next week. That's right. Uh, but Pocket Rumble, I'm very excited. Uh, I really hope it's not a game that I buy and I play for like 10 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I fear that it will be. How much is it? 
I don't know. It doesn't matter at this point. I have to buy yeah, it. Yeah, you right? do. You do. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel you like do. my whole persona, if I didn't buy Pocket Rumble when it came out, I think I would just simply cease to exist. All right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, we've got like a, like a topic like a, a to- that, like we could do a, a different podcast about it maybe mm-hmm. um the star wars standalone are they calling them standalone movies uh they're like anthology films or like a star wars story right that's Any- how they anything- brand all of them <laughs> anything that's subtitled a star wars story so uh we saw solo when it came out a couple weeks ago um and then after the movie kind of severely underperformed um Nintendo or Nintendo. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Lucasfilm was like, maybe we uh maybe we don't do these the same way. I mean, anymore. allegedly. Who, allegedly. Who knows? Yeah, who knows Lucasfilm what actually has not said anything. I think like there was one report from a site online. Sure. Indicating something to that effect. Uh well, first of all, how do you feel about Star Wars standalone movies? And uh we'll we'll start there. Yeah, so I feel like the promise of the Star Wars standalone movie hasn't been fulfilled yet, which is this idea that we can get away from the episode movies entirely and just tell like a story that takes place somewhere in the star Wars universe. Yeah. Right. And the first two movies have tied very closely into a new hope specifically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I almost like that they're there because the, because the like numbered episode movies seem to be uh, like, so uh, focused on, like ideas of legacy and like they know where they are in um, relation to like the original Star Wars movies and they like have something like big and interesting to say about what Star Wars is and what those characters are to us and blah 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 blah. and if like Solo and Rogue One are just going to be like fun adventures like I'm I'm there for it like I I like it I think it's a fun and like a change of pace yeah totally I just wish they were uh getting Wilder? further i just wish they were getting further away yeah right where it didn't have to star somebody we already knew or it didn't have to tie into a movie where yeah we were already familiar with um so when when we were first talking about this topic you said maybe we maybe we pitch our own star wars stories yeah so did you have something in mind um no not specifically but now i'm trying to think like you know what you know what i would like to see I've always been very interested in is I would like to see a uh, have you seen the trailers for this movie where the the kid finds the uh like robotic cat who's also a motorcycle? Oh yes, I did. So I I want to see uh like that movie but for the rancor and the guy who like trains the rancor and who like cries when it dies. <laughs> I want to see like how that Character is a little boy, discovers a rancor. It's like Turner and Hooch from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, yes. <laughs> a boy and his monster is, is basically what, what I would like to see with the, the fat guy from The Return of the Jedi and his, his buddy, the rancor. Okay, sidebar. The, um, that trailer for the movie where it's like a robot dog yeah. and like the boy who finds them. Doesn't that dog seem like it should be cuter? 
It's yes, it does seem like the animal should be cuter. A and B, I kept trying to figure out what it was. I was like, this must be based on something, some cartoon I didn't like oh, in the eighties. I 80s. assumed it was like a Transformers, but it's spin-off. not. No, it's not. Or, or like a, 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 you remember how they did like Power Rangers a couple years ago? Uh-huh. That was like that for Voltron or something, you know? Yeah. But it's not. It's just a dog who turns into a motorcycle and the kid who understands him. Or well, something. I mean, the dog does not turn into the dog is a robot. It's a robotic dog. If but you does have he not also seen. ride the dog? He does. No, no, <laughs> don't. It does also turn into a motorcycle. Or the the boy is a BMX rider. Sure. And, okay, that is true. And like the dog becomes a ramp at some point. I don't know. Anyways, th- when when I saw that trailer, it was immediately followed by the trailer for Bumblebee, which is a Transformers spinoff, oh, which man. I thought the dog movie was the whole time. Uh, why? Why? If you were making this transforming dog movie, why wouldn't you just seek out? Hasbro? Who does? Who does? Uh, I think it's Hasbro. Why don't you just seek out Hasbro and be like, "Hey, we already made a Transformers movie. <laughs> Let's just call him Dogtron or whatever the dog character is in Transformers, and just tie it in." It just, just makes so much more sense to me. What? What? What do you? What would you like to see from a uh, from a, a Star Wars story? Hmm. I think it would be really fun to just like, I. Uh, I'd like to see a Han Solo movie where it's not Han Solo, if that makes sense, right? Where it's just kind of like a fun Western type uh, movie where you're like a roguish. Ki- well, I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. I guess, I guess we will never know. Uh, we were accompanied today by the uh, jugglers from the Sarastaromani Museum during the Silence Festival in Katala, Finland. So thank you, jugglers, for that performance of 433. Mark, let's get into the news. Okay, so we knew that Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, is coming to Switch mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but it was always, I guess, like a little weird that none of the previous games in the Walking Dead series were available on the platform. Mm-hmm. So European retailer Media Market, with no E, just M-A-R-K-T, Marked. Uh, is listing uh, both seasons one and two for Switch with release dates of August 31st. Um, so Telltale hasn't mentioned anything about this. Right. And, uh, we've seen other retailer listings for things like Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game on Switch and things like that. That have not actually panned out. Mm-hmm. So um, who knows if this is a real thing or not? Who knows if it's real? Also, like, even if seasons one and two are coming, there was a third season and then they had all these like other little mini things, right? Like there's the 400 days... I haven't played any of them. Um, and also the uh, Michonne has a, a three-episode um, series as well. So, like, even if seasons one and two come out, it's it would be... The whole saga is not coming to Switch. I I, I don't know. I, I put this in here because it seems like... If it does happen, I want to be on top of it. But I also don't totally believe it. Square Enix Business Division 8 is hiring for a project assistant to work on a new action RPG planned for Switch and PlayStation 4. Uh, Business Division 8 most recently worked on the Secret of Mana remake that came to PS4 and Vita earlier this year. Uh, not a super well-received um, remake, right? Right. Seemingly just kind of like uh, came and went without much fanfare. There was some like coverage of it leading up to its release but once it was actually out there 
yeah, I think people were excited about the idea of a Secret of Mana remake. One one of the criticisms I remember reading about it was that like the character models are all like you know three D and you can see their faces and stuff, but they there's no acting on the characters. So like, you know, when in the beginning you ha- you're like standing on this log bridge over a waterfall and there are like some kids there who are like bullying you, uh, your character's just like standing there with a with a goofy smile. Oh, it's like uh, how in Sun and Moon. Yes. Your avatar is always just like blank faced. Yeah. And you're like, well, you should be scared right now. <laughs> um, but if they are, I don't know, any, any crazy conspiracy theories about what this, what this is, Mark? No. Uh, it w- Maybe a new game in like the Mana series. I wonder if they would ever remake the uh, second Insetsu uh, 3 or Secret of Mana 2, which never came to the West. Probably not. Well, I mean, who wants a remake at this point? Because yeah, when's the last like Square Enix remake that was good or people liked? Mm. That's a great just question. Just give us like a good. Just give us a like just new give us game a new in game. the series. Yeah. yeah. If anyone can think of the last uh, Square Enix remake that people liked, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com. Nintendo of Japan's official website has confirmed that there will be new amiibo for Resurrection Fighters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So the site mentions Pichu and Ice Climbers by name. And we've already had amiibo for new fighters like Ridley, Inkling, and Daisy confirmed. So does that mean that Solid Snake's going to get an amiibo? Solid Snake? Young Link? Maybe. Pokemon Trainer? Okay, okay. So let's talk. Star Wolf? About- <laughs> let's-, <laughs> let's talk about Pokemon Trainer for a second. Um. So there already is a Charizard amiibo. Do you think they're just going to be like, the Charizard counts? They might, but like it also seems like they would sell a ton of Pokemon Trainer amiibo. That is true. Also, if they just made like a Squirtle and uh, Ivysaur amiibo, that they would also sell a ton of those too. So why not actually do all of them? Why not do one Pokemon, one Squirtle, one Ivysaur, and then reissue the, the Charizard? Yeah, how, I mean, how many... Pokemon Amiibo have we had in general? Okay, so there's the Charizard, there is the Greninja, Jigglypuff, uh, Pikachu, uh, Detective Pikachu. Uh, what am I missing from? Is there a Pokemon Bulbasaur Mew? or anything? No. Um, also, like a lot of the classics. Right. I said Mew, but Mew too is what I meant. Um, yeah, uh, a ton of the classics aren't there. Uh, most of these starters. Uh, you know, we just have the Charizard, but none of the uh, rest of of the uh, Gen One starters. So yeah, I mean, if they if they ever decide that like they want to really team up with the Pokemon Company and just like print money, which I understand is what they already do with the Pokemon Company, I understand this. But if they wanted to do it by selling plastic figurines, they would make uh, just a ton of Pokemon amiibo. A uh, sna- a solid Snake amiibo would be pretty fun too. That would be dope. I would like that a lot um i mean probably all of these are a, a shoe in for me um because i have a problem <laughs> and they all seem obtainable none of them are like crazy asks yeah that's true the uh the young link amiibo um i wonder if if they'll do because we we have a uh the majora's mask amiibo from the zelda 25th anniversary 20 30th whatever anniversary it was um is you know the young link um, so I wonder if they'll be like, yeah, that counts. We already did it. Or if we'll see something else. Also, uh, the Smash Ultimate developers blog 
revealed that Snipperclips music will be featured in the new game. So that's fun. That's cool. I like that. I like seeing Snipperclips on on the uh, big stage there. Um, do you think that means we'll see uh, characters, a support trophy, just a regular trophy, uh, a stage, anything based on Snipperclips? Oh, uh, any of that would be fun. Oh. Snipperclips seems like super uh, perfect for like support characters and stuff in yeah. smash yeah so I, yes i think so, especially as a support trophy i think that'd be super cool and and as a stage i think it would be a cool stage uh, yeah and just you know getting like cut out and basketball bright like geometric shapes yeah uh speaking of amiibo game informer published an interview with nintendo of america president reggie fils this week and uh, where he said that the company is still quote all in on amiibo uh, I guess that's probably in response to it. Even though they keep announcing them left and right, it kind of feels like uh, a little bit of a sl- amiibo slowdown. Well, I, I mean, I think one of the things that feels like a, a real slowdown is that the last time a Smash game was detailed, they were like, oh, by the way, here are 52 amiibo. <laughs> Buy all of these. Um, and there hasn't really been something big like that since. You know, like we've, it's usually like, here are two amiibo here or three here. Um, you know, like the Octo expansion is getting a, a set of three uh, or Mario Odyssey got a set of three. Um, but yeah, no, there hasn't been like a big, huge amiibo push uh, really since like the second wave of Super Mario Brothers amiibos. Um, and that that was a long time ago. He was also asked about the classics line, like the NES classic and the SNES classic. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, Gave a non-answer, um, saying that this year they're focused on like the NES Classic back on shelves and the SNES Classic continuing to be stocked. Uh, he understands that fans are super excited about Nintendo's legacy content, and you know it's one of the things that Nintendo really has going for it, but wasn't going to comment on the future, saying, quote, in terms of future Classic series, we'll have to set up a different interview to talk about that, end quote, which means... You can set up that interview, but he's not going to talk about it. That's right. He will be a will not attend on that <laughs> invitation. But uh, I I never really thought about it before, but the way that he said it, where it's just like, this year is NES Classic and SN- SNES Classic, makes me think that, or I don't expect a Game Boy Classic or a uh, N64 Classic this year. Sure. And because... You know, usually, or the the last two years at about this time is when we start to, uh, when just like a, a weird little press release leaks first in Japanese, and then we don't know what it means if we're getting it here. Um, but yeah, like right after E3, the last two years is when these things have been announced. Um, and you know, maybe, uh, maybe we will still see something like that. And Reggie is just, uh, you know, throwing us off the trail. Yeah, doing his job well. Yeah, good boy, Reggie. Um, or maybe this is the year off, and you know, they really are making good. Like it's, it's been nice to see. Um, you know, I, I follow all kinds of, uh, you know, nerdy Nintendo um, accounts on like Twitter and Facebook. And that people are actually able to find NES classics, even go into a store, um, not the second they open and buy one, uh, is is encouraging because they, these are the sorts of things that people should have always been able to buy. Um, and so that they're finally making good on that. And then next year, maybe moving on to the next thing. I think it's good. Last week, we talked about Switch users, some Switch users 
hacking their systems All to, make their, users. to make their profile images pornographic. Uh, in an unsurprising move, Nintendo has been quick to ban those users from online play. Good sorry, on, Greg Smith. Good on you, Nintendo, and sorry, Greg Smith. Don't you shouldn't be naughty, Greg. Uh, in an interview with CNET, Nintendo's uh, Shinya Takahashi asked about game was asked about game streaming. Basically, the idea of like making games as accessible as Netflix is. Okay. Uh, you know, you can stream it on any device, that sort of thing. Ubisoft CEO has talked about how he thinks that like uh, streaming games is kind of like the future of the medium. Sure. So, it, like a little bit in the vein of uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Now. Yeah. Is that, is exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, is is Microsoft's like uh, Play Anywhere? They, I mean, that's just downloading on uh, uh, a computer. I right? believe so, okay. yeah. Not streaming. Uh, Takahashi says, quote, We hear all of this and we're thinking about a lot, but we would have to determine what is a very Nintendo approach to that if we were ever to, to do such a thing. But of course, nothing is decided. Of course nothing is decided. Um, so the one thing I thought was interesting about this is how he says that it would require a very Nintendo approach. And does everything need to require a very Nintendo approach? Like, I feel like sometimes Nintendo overcomplicates things. Like, I don't know, online play sure. in search of like a very Nintendo approach when just the standard approach will be fine. And then use your Nintendo like coolness on something else. Right. Also, like, just just get it right, and then you can worry about <laughs> then you can worry about making it Nintendo. Right. Um, it's still crazy to me that you can do. Um, like in-game chat with Fortnite because uh, Epic was like, "No, we're get- we need to be able to do this." And Nintendo's just like, "Okay, <laughs> we we couldn't do it in Splatoon for some reason, but we like go. chose not to." Yeah, for whatever like very Nintendo reason. Right. Uh, not not all very Nintendo approaches are are good approaches. Um, it's okay to learn a lesson or two from your peers. Nintendo. Exactly. It's okay. Exactly. It's okay. Last week, Shintaro Furukawa officially took over as the president of Nintendo, replacing interim president Kimishima. Enjoy retirement, Kimishima. Enjoy it. Uh, Furukawa emphasized that Nintendo's mobile games earnings would need to increase for it to be a viable pillar of the company's strategy. Uh, yeah, which um, is, I mean, it, it always seemed to me like Nintendo's mobile stuff was turning a profit for them, uh, but maybe just not quite on the level that we thought it was i mean i think it's turning a profit for them but compared to what they're making it, with the switch and with um traditional game yeah sales uh, you know it's probably just a very small insignificant amount um compared to the whole he also mentioned that the company will continue to focus on 3ds that they are quote considering various possibilities end quote for a successor to that system uh, a successor to the 3DS. I think we're bordering on not news here. Uh, sure. Not I like understand. fully falling into it, but right. just like it's it's kind of the standard non-answer, right? Of yeah, we're thinking about what we want to do as next steps for this thing. Yeah. Uh, when in reality, it might be like phase it out. <laughs> that <laughs> that could be the next successor is like uh, it's the Switch. It's already here. <laughs> um. Yeah. Good point. Uh, sort of related, Doug Bowser, the senior VP of sales and marketing for North America, 
commented on the lack of 3DS games at E3 in an interview with Club Nintendo, explaining that there was just so much software for Switch so much software. that they didn't want to distract from the phenomenon that that platform has become. That's his word, by the way. Plat- er, phenomenon, not platform. <laughs> he probably also said uh, platform, but d- describing the, the Switch as, as a phenomenon is Doug Bowser's word on it. That's another sort of not real, not really news item of just but it's i think telling that at e3 they didn't show or talk about uh 3ds at all right which you know we knew going in beforehand that it was going to be mainly switch focus uh it is interesting to me that so far there isn't like a big holiday game coming this year to 3ds right uh i mean what when is luigi's mansion coming out 2019. Wait, uh, Luigi's Mansion is 2019, or is is that Bowser's Inside Story? Is 2019? I think it's Luigi's Mansion, but maybe it is this hol- Maybe it is this holiday. But even then, it's, it's not a, really like a blockbuster right. like holiday. It's a title. remake of a GameCube game. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really all we really have coming uh, for the 3DS. Are like the indie developers have left it behind already. Um, Atlas probably has some. Atlas will put stuff out on 3DS RPG forever. coming but out. Still putting stuff out on PSP. Come on. <laughs> um, and uh, all basically all third-party support, as far as I can tell. We go through new releases here every week on all the Nintendo platforms, and we have kind of just stopped saying 3DS, except for the odd uh, you know, IFO last week or whatever. Um, um, but we know that it's going to be a dagger in everyone's heart. When the new like throwback Zelda is announced for this thing, I still believe there is one more heartbreaker, one more game that's gonna make us drag our 3DSs out of the closet or drawer or wherever they are. It's inevitable because that would be a very Nintendo approach, wouldn't it? Would it would be a very Nintendo approach. Uh oh, there's also a new 2DS bundle coming out in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes with New Super Mario Brothers two, and then three designs for the new 2DS. In Japan, based on Minecraft, Animal Crossing, and Mario Kart, uh, the Mario Kart one's like a red and black one. It's I, I think it's the least cool of the three. Um, the Minecraft one has a uh, it's like green and blocky and looks like a creeper. Um, and the Animal Crossing one is just very it's like a nice is it almost like a teal color? Um, and just has like little leaf designs on it. it just sort of says Animal. It's very classy. It's very classy. Uh, so the Minecraft one, I know we just ta- I know we just talked about how an N64 classic isn't coming, but Nintendo and Microsoft are sure are buddy buddy the past uh, few months. Mm. So so what are you what are you saying? I mean, you're you're saying that if Goldeneye is guaranteed, if there is a Nintendo 64 classic, Mark is saying Goldeneye guaranteed. Yep, I would I would still suspect that. Even if uh, Microsoft and Nintendo were like, yes, we're in this together, we're going to help each other out, that they would, whoever holds the rights to James Bond right now would be like, nah. <laughs> uh, like Banjo-Kazooie, yes. Perfect Dark, yes. Diddy Kong Racing, yes. Conker's Bad Fur Day, fine. Uh, Banjo-Tootie, fine. And that's probably it for, for Rare Games. Killer Instinct, maybe. Probably not, though, because they're still putting out Killer Instinct games, right? Uh, somebody is. Yeah, somebody is. Yeah, I. that's a good point. Who has the James Bond license? I don't it know. It was like Activision 
around Quantum of Solace time. I don't even know. Yeah, that was like, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other Who made Agent Under Fire on the PS2. <laughs> EA. <laughs> um. Also, uh, one more thing from the Furukawa interview. He said that Nintendo's business model has always revolved around selling both hardware and software, and that isn't likely to change anytime soon. Right. So, you know, and then that's, again, this is another not news item. And just one of those things that no matter how much you wish Nintendo would just turn into a third-party developer for other systems, it's never going to happen. Who's wishing that, you monsters? You're a monster! Finally, like we teased up front, one of the Wii's best-selling games, in fact, the Wii's, I think, best-selling third-party game. Best-selling third-party game Has been announced Switch. for Switch. Carnival Games, Carnival ladies and gentlemen. Games. What a day to be alive. 2K Games has announced Carnival Games is coming to Switch. I don't let that intro mislead you. I believe it's an all-new game. What? I don't think it's a port of uh, so hard to the tell Wii game. Switch. <laughs> and so, so hard to tell with Carnival Games. Uh, all right, uh, Mark, that's good to know, but let's close out this segment. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember to come back on Thursday where Mark and I will be ranking the worlds from Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, and is that ranking definitive? Uh, you know it is. Until that time, though, you should rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, and if you have Facebook or Twitter or any social media at all, you should share these episodes. Because it helps us out tremendously. Tell your friends. Uh, we're an enjoyable show if you think we're an enjoyable show if you don't then you don't have to lie um but you could lie you could lie i mean you could lie what does it hurt you to lie it'll feel you'll it'll be like a rush of excitement for a second you'll be like "Ooh, i'm getting away with something follow us on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mk mitchell and the show is at an Encart society check our friend codes in the show notes they are there this time i promise if you like mark and mine's opinions we write about comic books on retconpunch.com olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by ape at betty you can get more of his music by going to ape or by listening right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying thanks for listening Campfire.